Right, let's discuss this now further. Independent geopolitical analyst and author Pepe Escobar is in the studio with me. Pepe, good to see you. Thank and you. thanks for taking the time. Now, interesting story, this one. What do you make of these unverified leaked U.S. documents? I mean, first of all, are they real? <laughs> Look, maybe you and some of our viewers remember Mad Magazine's Spy Against Spy cartoon in the 60s. Now, there was the black crow and the white crow. It was absolutely delirious. You know? This is something like that, but the problem is everybody on Twitter and Telegram <laughs> looked at the secret intel which is not that secret. When you actually read it, there are a lot of inconsistencies. Uh, the language is pretty weird. The denominations of the weapons sometimes is uh, USSR and Russia sometimes is NATO. It's not coherent at all. So you can see there's something dodgy about it. So you, we don't know the details, of course. The Pentagon is desperate to spin. This is a fake. But we know it's not a fake. It was leaked probably by an insider. The problem Probably is... a U.S. insider? Exactly, a U.S. Ins a US insider. And, uh, for instance, Ray McGovern, former CIA analyst who knows one or two things about the Beltway and how Intel works, he said, look, this looks a little bit like Vietnam. When the Pentagon used to put up those absolutely inflated figures, then we'll see the reality was completely different. But it could also be a mix of there, uh, an element of misdirection in it. This an another CIA why? source. But why? Exactly. Why, why, why leak it in the first place? It, why leak it in the first place? Okay, let's say um, um, culprit number one. Tony Blinken himself, a few days ago, actually telegraphed that the famous counter-offensive is going to start in a few days, mid-April, and next week, probably. So this, if this is a misdirection, the Russian Minister of Defense reading all that, they say, okay, well, what are they exactly trying to say? So they're going to be slightly puzzled about that. I'm not sure they will be puzzled. They'll, be, they'll probably be laughing about it, right? So I don't see any, uh, assuming this was uh, constructed to misdirect the Russians, the purpose is, forget it. But the problem is, which I think is way more serious, these documents prove that the United States is at hot war against Russia. And now this is undisputable. This right. is extremely serious. And people are forgetting to discuss this seriousness in the way I see it. Yes, interesting. Um, you know, there's talks that they're going to try and find out. We've got a lot to get through, that's why I'm sort of slowing yeah. it down a bit here. But there are talks that they're trying to find out who leaked it. Is that important? Is it really important who leaked it as opposed to what was leaked? It's a very good question because it, it, it's down to the heart of how the American system works. It's about optics. It's not about content. Right. So, you know, you it, know. your question is perfect because that's it. So, okay, let's try to find a culprit for this thing. A who new, can we A play? new Chelsea Manning. You right. Know. And then it's, everything that is going to happen is going to be Chelsea Manning 2.0. But nobody's going to discuss the actual facts. And the facts spell out uh, the Americans, uh, they have informants inside the Russian Ministry of Defense, according to these documents. Mm. We don't know if this is true or not. 
So that would be lovely to have so, an answer from the Russian right, minister. Can you imagine if that yes. is true? I yes. mean, that's, if that even was an allegation, was it said because they wanted Russia to shake the tree and see who would, exactly. who would fall out? Yeah. Absolutely. Cause panic? Yeah, cause panic, uh, cause chaos. It's the empire of chaos. We cannot right. forget that. And obviously, uh, throw the Russians off balance while NATO is preparing the so-called counter-offensive. Well, I spoke to Andrei Martyanov, which is one of the best uh, military analysts writing in English anywhere in the world. <laughs> he said, I wouldn't trust anything that the Pentagon says. <laughs> I'll keep my distance. He's absolutely right. So even if it's true, and it, if it's true or fake, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because the Russians, and I would, I would say that uh, Dmitry Peskov, with, with a few words, he nailed it. He said, we know that they are at hot war against us, NATO and U.S., and whatever they do, we know that the SMO is going to continue the way we organized it. Right. So that's All it. Right. You know, it's you not know, going to influence. Okay. You know, in, other, in other parts of the leak, they were sort of like showing that uh, the U.S. is, how do we say it politely, <laughs> keeping an eye on its friends and allies. That's a term I've never really understood. Right. We have allies and we have friends. Every, every statement that, you know, Anthony Blinken comes out with is like, you know, our friends and allies. Are, are they different people, first of all? And now the U.S. is just keeping an eye on, you know, just to make sure. I mean, South Korea has come out with this statement. South Korea, exactly. Yeah. Uh, they're not friends and they're not allies. They are vassals. They're puppets. That's it, you know. So, the, according to their documents, assuming that they are true, they spy on everyone in Europe, all the Five Eyes, and the Mossad, and people who are outside of, as I call it, NATO stand, including South Korea. Yeah. So, uh, everybody is treated like a vassal. Uh, nobody is equal to the superpower, and everybody is spied upon. But, but this is something that we know for the past 75 years, right? <laughs> There's nothing new about that. Yeah. <laughs> so we've known it for a long time. Not going to change anything then. Mm -hmm. But would it, is it likely to bring some form of tension or, re, or you know, I know, you know, ramp up the tension between friends and allies and the U.S. because of these? It could be uh, severely counterproductive. We should look at what the South Koreans are going to do. Okay, most of the other friends and allies are supine vassals. South Korea, they have an independent streak, you know. Mm -hmm. and they, they are a pretty substantial mid-power uh, as it stands. And there's a lot of people in South Korea, even in the South Korea political setup, that uh, disagrees profoundly with the fact that the country technically is still an occupied country mm. by the Americans. Yeah. So this is, this is something that, depending on the next government in South Korea, could change in a heartbeat. Mm. And if South Korea starts thinking about uh, Eurasian integration, Russia, China, and everybody jumping into BRICS+, Plus, I would want to be a member of BRICS+. Plus. Well. Actually, that's imagine? a really good question. I mean, we could talk for hours, you and I. I mean, there's the, the geopolitics that interlinks how everyone does business, especially the BRICS, especially China, the special relationship between, you know, back in the 80s, we used to hear about the special relationship between the USA and the uh, UK. Mm -hmm. Now it's the special relationship between Russia and China. Uh, things are changing geopolitical, that's for sure. But 
Let's look at Ukraine and see mm. how they responded. They said, basically, false. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing to see here. Nothing to see. Nothing to see. It's just some, some guy on Twitter just, you know, ruffling feathers. <laughs> what, what, I mean, clearly there's something... And the old saying, there's no smoke without fire. So is there... Is there anything to see here? I mean, we are. I know we're speculating if they're they're real or not. But what what's Ukraine? What would Ukraine get out of this if they are real? They freaked out with the. I wouldn't say real numbers because, according to the best Russian military correspondents on the terrain, the the ratio uh, of uh, casualties is ten to one. According to these documents, it's more or less a six. to 1, which is closer to the truth compared to what was being spun by the Americans until, what, a week ago, right? So, obviously, the Ukrainians, they completely freaked out about that because it's more closer to the... And if you extrapolate what could happen after the end of the current uh, slaughterhouse in... um, Artemovsk, wow, it's going to be... The Russians are... This, the Russian strategy, what's brilliant about it is that they just tweak it, but it's essentially the same strategy. Come here, we're waiting for you, and then we apply our amazing machine. This is exactly what they did in Artemovsk, mm-hmm. and it worked brilliantly. And the most extraordinary thing, and Martyanov said that, I cannot believe that NATO planners did not see this coming. So this proves that militarily, they are null and void, really, you know. So uh, this counteroffensive, which is basically being designed by the Americans, by NATO, by, <laughs> in fact, until Mr. King Zhao sent his business card, that famous underground um, command center near Viv, which was flattened by a King Zhao, exactly. Mm-hmm. These are the people who are playing the counteroffensive. It's interesting when you look at it. I mean, when this, this special military operation started, um, I remember thinking back, I, mean, I wasn't in Russia at the time, but I remember thinking back saying, you know, I'm sure Putin has thought this out, you know. Russians are, are world famous known chess players, chess you know, player. I mean, uh, world champions, in fact. Um, the, all these steps are planned. He probably even knew that these were going to be, like, these disinformation leaks or information leaks were going to come out as well. But... This counteroffensive that NATO is talking about, is this just smoke, smoke and mirrors? It's desperation. It's the last act, because if this fails, that's it. It's over. So, uh, you know, we, we, are, we are getting crazy numbers, like 200,000 troops. Okay, but these are not the best Ukrainian troops, which have been eviscerated since uh, since February last year, you know. These are people who have been recruited probably last week, some of them, you know. So actual combat troops first class, maybe you're going to have, what, 30,000, 40,000, and including NATO mercenaries, 50,000, but that's it. It's not enough for a counteroffensive. And the Russians, they have been digging trenches, they are waiting. They haven't even launched their best weapons yet, except for a few Kinzals and a few Zircons. So uh, it, it's a tra- it's a, I, I would say this is a Artemovsk as a giant trap. If you think Artemovsk is bad, wait for the counteroffensive. And it's it's still the same way the SMO was planned. Of course, look, we we all know there were many many mistakes committed, especially in the first stage of the SMO. 
they are being more or less corrected with General Arma Armageddon, Surovikin, mm -hmm. of course, uh, among other factors. And, of course, the Minister of Defense, and I heard here in Moscow severe critics directly against the Minister of Defense, but they are correcting more or less mistakes, let's see, localized mistakes, but the overall strategy remains, which is, we should always remember, demilitarization not only of Ukraine, but of NATO. And this is being accomplished. Yeah. There are no stocks left across NATO. So, you know, ah, you want to go on for your offer another year? No problem. You're going to have one Kalashnikov left in one year from now. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> the, uh, sadly, we're running out of time. You and I are definitely going to have to talk about what's going to happen with Finland. With Finland. Uh, that's another top story. But sadly, now we've run out of time.